What a world! Welcome and all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Radio as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, April 14th, 2022. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because we are two weeks away from the 2022 NFL Draft beginning. That's right, two weeks from now, 14 days. Today is the 14th, so 14 and 14, 14 and 14, my Spanish game I have been working on, I promise you, that is 28. We are two weeks away. We're going to have so much fantastic NFL Draft coverage for you all throughout that week and obviously all throughout the draft. Little Birdie told me that DeMarcus Ware, friend of BTB, might be stopping by that week, so we'll see about that. Uh, but for now, we have other things to discuss, like the huge, massive, just unbelievable news that the Dallas Cowboys announced on Wednesday afternoon. The Cowboys, of course, had teased this news on Monday, saying they would have a major business announcement and a, and a press conference to accompany it on Wednesday. They said there would be special VIP guests. Um, nobody really thought that this was going to be anything to do with football because it was billed as a, as a business announcement. We did have some fun with it. Um, and so if, if you are legitimately and objectively disappointed by this, then you really only have yourself to blame. Like this, this was always going to be a business thing. Um, not trying to say I was right because I did. You know, I did have a lot of. I had a lot of my hands in a lot of cookie jars. I was going to say I had a lot of cookies in a lot of jars, but I don't think that's the the proper expression. Um, it made sense that it would be like an announcement of a fight or an event, but it is actually a partnership with a cryptocurrency company. Whoa, Crypto Cowboys coming at you! Uh, but um, you know. Cowboys had a press conference. They were at the Star. Jerry Jones made a joke about being king, uh, looking down at the loyal subjects of local media, uh, par for the course. But um, Jerry did say something that is kind of the premise for our discussion here today, uh, talking about the upcoming NFL draft, obviously, again, two weeks from now, as of now, at least at this, as the, the time of this recording, the Dallas Cowboys hold the 24th overall pick uh, in the first round. We have been doing mock drafts every single Monday, by the way, on our YouTube channel. Uh, this past week, Connor Livesy and I, we traded back. Uh, we do every single mock draft, obviously, and we took Zion Johnson. We traded back with the Chiefs, uh, picked up some extra capital, and it worked out nicely. But maybe next week, Connor and I will explore trading up because Jerry Jones said on Wednesday that he would like to trade up, that you know the Cowboys are really far down, so he doesn't want to wait around, doesn't want to be bored, whatever the case may be. And to be clear, he could be talking about trading up in a you know round that isn't the first round. The Cowboys hold the 24th overall pick, the 56th overall pick, and the 88th overall overall picks. Those are their top 100 selections. Uh, and maybe they don't want to wait that long, right? Like maybe, you know, we see this every year where sometimes, um, you know, in some of the mock drafts, as, as just an example that Connor and I have done, Kenyon Green has made it through the first round. I don't think that's happening personally. Uh, I really hope it's not just for the sake of uh, the maroon and white, but um, say that happens, right? Because that does happen every year. There are these kind of consensus first round guys who, who just for whatever reason don't go on night one, and then all day Friday we're watching NFL Network and ESPN and, you know, any other show, listening to all these podcasts and everything, hopefully blogging the boys, and we're saying, man, this you know this XYZ players they, they they're right there teams are going to be calling all day long you know the Jaguars obviously going to be at the top of the second round they're going to be working the phones they want to get up there and they want to get that player because they made it past the first round and so maybe that's something that that happens to the Cowboys that did happen um now, eight years ago in 2014, uh, I mentioned DeMarcus Ware. This was actually the year that the Cowboys released him and, and let him go, and he joined the Denver Broncos, and they traded up in the second round to draft a different DeMarcus, obviously the one we know as Tank DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, the Cowboys are not opposed to moving in the second round, and I think it's worth 
mentioning the the, the significant draft trades uh, and, and the most recent ones, just to kind of get a, some context for, for how and where the Cowboys could be moving come draft weekend. Now, they have not moved up in the first round of the NFL draft in a literal decade. Uh, Bear has now crept into my office. He wants to hear the show. Uh, so if you hear that jingle jangle, it is his uh, his little you know, little beautiful collar. But anyway, uh, the Cowboys have not moved up in the first round since taking Morris Claiborne back in 2012. Friend, a blog on the boys, Morris Claiborne. Uh, I talked to him back at the Super Bowl that he ended up winning with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I just, that, that was a big swing. I mean, massive swing that the Cowboys pulled off to get, you know, what they thought was going to be a cornerback of the next decade. We, we hear that verbiage thrown out, right? Like so often. And we'll hear that two weeks from now right like oh this this player is going to be a tackle for the next decade for this team whatever it like think about how many players have really lasted the last decade uh it's a rare thing it's a difficult thing because the nfl is such a battle of attrition but um so i don't think they're going to move up in the first round i I just and i don't think there's anybody that would be worth it right like maybe maybe you're moving up for charles cross if he's you know falling and maybe you're moving up to like yeah, I don't know, 18, 19, you're not, you're not moving up crazy far. You're not moving up for a wide receiver. You're not moving up for one of these guards. I mean, because in all likelihood, and granted, simulators are just simulators. They're not the real thing. But in every simulation, at least I've done, and the ones we've done for the show, and, and I imagine the ones that you've done, one of Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green has made it to 24. And what's more is that if they haven't, then somebody that is worth having has. I would love, absolutely love, if you're asking me, RJ, what, what is your dream like throw caution to the wind pick for the Cowboys at 24 it's Traylon Burks wide receiver out of the University of Arkansas I would love that pick I mean I'd be enthralled with that pick I'd be so hyped but that would not be the responsible thing for the Cowboys to do if I'm you know balancing caution and practicality and you know want because there is some want the pick is Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson I'm fine with that again I'm obviously biased as a fighting Texas Aggie myself Um, but I, I would love that I think that that is where you have to go and I think if you read the tea leaves as well and I know we had uh, a great episode this past week uh, last week it was on the star seminar with Andy Phantom and Rabble Rouser Katie Drummond BTB alum talked about the you know coveted Dallas Cowboys draft commandments and if you look at, at, at what you can gather and what we can put together as far as how the Dallas Cowboys operate when it comes to the draft well you know how they operate is they kind of show their cards throughout free agency. And the Cowboys, I've said this many different times on many different shows, but it bears repeating because it is the truth. Every position that the Cowboys have lost, significant position, I should say, every significant position that the Cowboys have lost players in or players at this offseason, they have replaced. I don't mean that in a, you know contextualized sense I I don't mean that the Cowboys lost Randy Gregory and like completely replaced this production with Dante Fowler but what I mean is from a quantitative standpoint all right not a qualitative they lost one defensive end in Randy Gregory they brought back Dorrance Armstrong obviously and they brought in Dante Fowler Jr. okay they lost a wide receiver in Amari Cooper now granted that word loss is, is kind of loose because they traded him away they did lose one naturally in natural free agency Cedric Wilson going to the Miami Dolphins so what do they do they brought back Michael Gallup they brought back Noah Brown and they brought in James Washington you see what I'm saying there's a, there's a quantity for quantity you know sort of situation here the only kind of like surplus, if, if you want to call it that they have right now, is the <laughs> at the running back position with the signing of Ryan Nall last week. But my point is, 
as far as significant positions are concerned. And I would put kicker there, but they'll probably draft a kicker or sign a rookie uh, in undrafted free agency. But they have lost two offensive linemen. And again, you have to be kind of careful with that word loss because they did lose Connor Williams naturally in free agency. And even that, I think people have a hard time assigning the word loss to because a lot of people wanted to see Connor Williams move on. But so Connor Williams is gone. You know, you have to admit, like just on the surface, that is a starter, a starting offensive lineman from last season is gone from your roster. Another one is gone by your own accord, right? The Dallas Cowboys cut Lyle Collins. Now he's with Cincinnati. So the Cowboys are down two offensive linemen. You see what I'm saying from a quantitative standpoint? And they have yet to address that. And so that's why, you know, if you're reading the tea leaves, if you're following the draft commandments, if you're kind of putting two and two together, I mean, the the pick has to be guard. The pick has to be Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson. Or if it's a trade-up situation in the first round specifically, it has to be for some sort of tackle like Charles Cross because the Cowboys are down a right tackle, even though they believe in Terrence Steele. Now, I think the Terrence Steele factor does mitigate the, the quote-unquote loss of Lyle Collins, but the Cowboys still, you know, I think we all feel much better about the idea of Terrence Steele at right tackle uh, as opposed to the idea of Connor McGovern at left guard which is why this entire time we've been talking about left guard as the primary need for the Cowboys and so trading up in the first one just doesn't make sense it, it just doesn't because even if I know that's how I started this point even if you're wiped out even if both guards are gone even if you are at DEFCON 1 in that scenario, you can take Traylon Burks. You can take Chris Olave. You should probably take Tyler Linderbaum if he has managed to fall to you at that particular place. Or if some ridiculous hypothetical unfolds where all of those players are gone from an offensive standpoint, you take George Karlaftis out of Purdue and you add to the address department because you did lose Randy Gregory in free agency through that funky sort of situation that happened with the Denver Broncos. I think, by the way, you might be able to hear my son crying in the background. It's a whole new game for me, trying to pop podcast the baby in the house i've never had to deal with this before so um his, his crying is faint my wife is working on it but i'm not just like leaving him so everybody be cool but anyway um so um cowboys um i think she just shushed him so you know, he wants to be on he wants to hang out you know uh he wants to be like his dad so you know what can we say but uh he's excited for his uh his first nfl draft but anyway uh back to the point uh, trading up in the first round just feels so unlikely to me because one of those routes will be available to you if you're the dallas cowboys but the second round is an option if your guy is falling because you have to wait all the way until 56 and then you have to wait all the way until 88 but jerry could be talking about outside of the top 100 the cowboys aren't exactly opposed to moving up in the you know later rounds on day three they moved up in the fourth round two years ago on the subject of offensive linemen current Dallas Cowboys starting center Tyler Biotish the Cowboys traded up with the Philadelphia Eagles two years ago you might have forgotten that the Cowboys traded back with the Philadelphia Eagles last year when they moved from 10 to 12 they picked up an extra third round pick in the process the Cowboys traded up with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, what 12 years ago when they drafted Sean Lee in the second round Sean Lee Demarcus Lawrence both awesome obviously defensive players for the Cowboys that they traded up to get in the second round and so that's where you know I, I, I could see a situation where the Cowboys get the reasonable player, the reasonable pick, the reasonable path of choice in the first round, right? Like you got to lay up. You, you, you just have to. That's that's where you're at. You know, this this has been a funky offseason. You win in the trees off your tee shot. You know, I know everybody watched the Masters last week. You came out. You got to lay up. There's too You can't get there. You don't have enough club. It's not responsible. There's too much win. You have to lay up. You got to take your guard. Okay, great. But once you get close, all right, I mean, that's up to you. You know, maybe you want to chip in like Scotty Scheffler on three last week on Sunday but once you get close and you're within range if you have identified your would-be impact player at the top of the second round at the top of the third round go for it all right now I will say and this is a point that I, I mentioned Connor Livesey who I 
do the mock drafts with every Monday on our YouTube channel, something he has brought up that I think is fair is the Cowboys are kind of, not not totally, but kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth here, all right, because the Cowboys have told us year after year after year after year, we don't believe in free agency, we don't want to overspin, we believe in the draft, we want to replace what we lose with players in the draft. Got it. Cool. All right. This is how you have conditioned us to think. We're following these commandments, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. This offseason specifically, right? Right now, as it stands currently, the Dallas Cowboys are down a starting wide receiver and Amari Cooper. I know they signed James Washington, but they're, you know, we, we can be real here. They're down to starting. They need a starting wide receiver. They need a starting left guard. They need a starting edge rusher, right? We'll go ahead and, and say that they don't like need a starting right tackle because they have Terrence Steele, but they need some tackle depth. They need a swing tackle. Who's the swing tackle on this team right now? Is it Josh Ball? Because that's even a position they haven't addressed, right? They, you know, Ty Insecki didn't work out, but he was at least somebody who the Cowboys thought could be their swing tackle a year ago before Terrence Steele kind of took that over. And, you know, that worked out to their credit too. And that's why sometimes you have to talk out of both sides of your mouth because you don't know which is going to ultimately work out for you. But on the subject, of talking out of both sides of their mouth the Cowboys are saying all right we believe in the draft because we that's how we find players we're going to replace everything that we lost with the draft okay it's a little bit bold but we're following your line of thinking to kind of get to the ultimate end game here but you are already down to just nine draft picks you don't have 10 like you did last year when you picked up an, an 11th in that trade with the Eagles that we mentioned you only have nine picks so and you only have three inside the top 100 so if you're going to move up in the second round if you're going to move up in the third round like you're going to have to spend something you're going to have to take away from something to make this better and so you can't effectively I mean you can like this is it's possible don't get me wrong like it exists in the world of of all possibilities that the Cowboys trade up and and just get would-be impact players starter caliber players you know at the positions that they desire this year right now two weeks from today and two weeks from tomorrow and Saturday that is possible It, it is it can be done but you are increasing the chance of unlikelihood or rather decreasing the chance of likelihood, decreasing the likelihood, I should say, if I could speak, you are decreasing the likelihood of successfully navigating these treacherous waters when you take away opportunities, right? And to be clear here, like I'm not going to sit here and, and covet and, and like, you know, clutch on, on the fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. Like I'm not about that, okay? Like we can all acknowledge that the draft, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes kind of ends after the third round. If you're not a top 100 guy, teams are kind of throwing darts a little bit. That's not to be said that talent cannot be found in the later rounds but again the likelihood of it is is significantly smaller so if you are going to mortgage something near the top whether it be your second round pick or your third round pick to go back as as kind of a recent example it was eight years ago but that 2014 draft where the Cowboys jumped up in the second round to take Demarcus Lawrence it cost them their third round pick as my computer goes off I have a you know it's a reminder keeping me on my toes thank you computer Uh, I always I don't know about you but I always thank my machines whenever they accomplish tasks for me because when they rise they will remember my kindness. But anyway, <laughs> it, it cost the Cowboys a third-round pick to move up in the second round. They actually, I mentioned all the trades they pulled off with Philadelphia. They pulled that trade off with Washington. And so if, if you're, if you're going to give up that third-round pick 
It better be because you are ready to land something significant in the second round. And that can be done. And, and if you if your guy's falling, then make the move. I'm totally for that. But you have already kind of, you know, established um, a, like, what is it, uh, a, an area that you have to thread this needle through, right? Like, it's already chaotic. Everything that you have to kind of navigate this needle through so far this offseason, you're only going to be adding layers. Because if we just look at the, the primary needs for the Cowboys, right, we, we say, you know, guard is number one. We'll say receiver is number two, although maybe receiver is not that high. I know Aiden Davis had a point about that on the roundtable, but guard, receiver, edge rusher, right? If, if we establish those as the primary needs. So that's three from a volume, from a quantitative standpoint. So you need three, you know, premium picks to be able to address those positions. What's more, you need tackle depth. You need linebacker depth. You need always need secondary depth. You need a kicker. Not that that's like a big thing, but you still, you need all of those things. And so the more you mortgage, the more difficult it becomes to successfully land all of these things. I don't think it's a bad idea, to be very clear, for the Cowboys to trade up at some point in the draft. I would applaud that level of aggression because we haven't seen any sort of aggression so far this offseason. I, I want to see, and now I'm, now I'm like in a vacuum, I want to see a go-for-it attitude. That's what I want to see because everything that every critic, myself included, has said about this team all offseason long is that they look cool. They look fine, chilling. They seem totally down to just sit back, relax, and let everybody else get better, right? And maybe you feel like that's an unfair criticism, but on the surface, it's difficult to refute, right? Because everything that the the backers, the supporters, the truthers have said to counter those arguments has been, well, the draft hasn't happened yet. Just wait. Just wait for the draft. And look, if they want to just sit and pick, not even move, and take nine players, I'm fine with that too. But if you can show me through some course of action that you are serious, that you have been, you know, we've been making fun of you, we've been saying everything, people have been making their jokes, whatever, but you had this plan and you knew when the second, the third, whatever round came around that you were going to take your shot. You planned it meticulously. You were calculated about it. You pulled it off and now it's time to go execute. I would applaud that. That would feel like they are taking this season seriously and we've been just like aching for a sign that that is the case. Um, so yeah, do I think it's likely the Cowboys trade up? No. Um, I tweeted this out, you know, just for context. A year ago when the Cowboys were picking at 10, there was the report from Chris Mortensen that Jerry Jones was infatuated with Kyle Pitts and everybody wondered whether they were going to trade up to get him and they would have had to have traded up if they wanted him. Um, and, and they didn't and obviously it worked out for them. But my point is, I don't think that we should just take this line from Jerry said in the cryptocurrency partnership announcement and presume it to be some sort of gospel that the Cowboys are definitely going to trade up. I believe they will trade up if the right opportunity presents itself. Ooh, bold take there, RJ. But they need those picks. They need those premium top 100 picks. And that's why if there is a play at all, it is to trade back. I, I cannot stress how much more sense that makes to me. Like I said, the mock draft that Connor and I did on Monday, I'm pulling it up just to tell you in case you didn't watch, which would hurt my feelings. But um, so we traded back, Connor and I, we were obviously controlling the Cowboys from 24 to 29 with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, we traded back five spots. And in the process, we picked up selection number 94 overall, which is a third round pick. So that gave us four picks inside the top 100. So again, we're talking about this team that has all these needs. You need some top 100 picks. And we 
we've seen those trades work out for the Cowboys in different ways. The, the most recent two, the most notable two at least, last year, obviously, the Micah Parsons trade back. The Cowboys picked up a third-round pick. That pick, that player became Chauncey Golston. We'll see what he is, but he's obviously a nice step to have around now. And eight years ago, no, nine years ago, excuse me, when the Cowboys traded back in the first round, the last time before last year that they had done so, they did it with the San Francisco 49ers. They took Travis Frederick, and they picked up a third-round pick that became Terrence Williams. And I know we've all said things about Terrence Williams, but he was a very productive player for the Cowboys. And when you consider that the Cowboys still got the guy they wanted in Travis Frederick, that was an A-plus overall net move. But so Connor and I, um, our, our you know, mock that we did on Monday, again, you can go watch this whole thing and our whole reasoning and logic on our YouTube channel. We traded back with Kansas City from 24 to 29, picked up pick number 94. We still landed Zion Johnson at 29 overall, so we got our guard. I didn't even mention tight end, by the way, as like major needs, and we landed Trey McBride in the second round at 56. At 88, we addressed wide receiver with Boise State's Khalil Shakir, and then that extra pick that we picked up from the Kansas City Chiefs, 94 overall. We took Mississippi, or Ole Miss, however you want to roll, uh, edge rusher Sam Williams. And that's what trading back can offer you. If your guy's there, take your shot. But when you trade up, you are costing yourself those potential value, quantitative, however you want to put it, players. So that's my whole rant. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that... Because I'm recording this Wednesday afternoon, the San Antonio Spurs won. In fact, they did win. Congratulations to the Spurs. And I hope you have a great day. I hope you have the best Thursday of all time. The greatest Thursday ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.